ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, July 28th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here until 6 o'clock. We'll get those texts in this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Got a fun show planned for you today. Luke Creasy is going to join me, the beat writer of the Thundering Herd for HD Media. He's going to come in about 5.30. We're going to catch up with him. He was down at Media Days a few days ago, so we'll get the latest from him. We'll get your text in, as I mentioned. And here in a few minutes, we're going to be joined by the voice of the Ashland Tomcats, Dickie Martin. Great partnership announced a couple of days ago here at Kinder Communications. We are partnering up with the Ashland Tomcats, and we'll be broadcasting their games all season long on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So we're going to talk to him here in the next few minutes. Looking forward to that. But until then, we will open up the text line and again. One more time, that number, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Last night, game you heard right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. It was heard that, getting the very best of best Virginia, 74-61. to Leading scorer, heard that's John Elmore with 16 and James Kelly. Also with 16, Rob Gray had 15 in the contest as well as heard that got the win. When we got to the Elam ending, it pretty much, I think, was a done deal. I think it was pretty much a done deal. Now, Best Virginia did, after the first, have an 18-13 advantage over heard that, but Heard that made it a little bit more interesting in the second. And then the third, a lot more interesting. By the time we got to the fourth, I think it was all said and done. And really, how did Heard that win this game? Well, first of all, for the game, Heard that shot 28 of 66. Much better than Best Virginia's 18 of 59. The free throw line... That's where Best Virginia was a little bit more successful, 20 of 30, whereas heard that was 13 of 27. Field goal percentage, an abysmal 30.5% for Best Virginia. Heard that was a little bit better, 42.4. Three-point line wasn't very good for either team, but it seemed like more timely for heard that 5 of 26 from the three-point line, whereas Best Virginia was only able to manage 5 of 29. I think you got to look at where the hustle points came from, where were the most important points coming from, and that's something I like to do during Marshall games. We'll do it here. Points in the paint. Heard that, won that battle, 40 to 18. Points off turnovers, 22-14 in favor of Heard That. Second chance points belonging to Heard That, 14-12. Fast break, that's a Heard That stat, 27-9. Fast break points and bench points, about even. 16 for Heard That, Best Virginia, 17. And some of the names that I thought I would see more, and for obvious reasons, I don't know if we're going to see that much of Tavion Kinsey. He was 0 of 3. He was out there for about 12 minutes. We didn't see that much of Jared West. He had four minutes of game time here. Instead, 
I think bench management was pretty, pretty smart on her that part. Your best scorers are out there. Derek Cook Jr. came off the bench and, and added 10. He had 20 minutes of game time. I like what heard that was able to do. Announced attendance about 2,000. It was probably 70-30 in favor of West Virginia or Best Virginia, however you want to say it. And I wasn't expecting anything less. You're in Wheeling, 2,000 is the attendance. It was a pretty quick game. It started at 7.06, and it ended at 9.07. So two hours, pretty quick game. It was highly entertaining. I thought the fans got into it. I know my social media timeline got into it. Got to play this thing every year on the on the next level, right? You got to get this thing going again. Hopefully you can in future years. Of course, this is a little different. You've got alumni teams going after each other, and you bring in some extras to kind of flush your team out. And honestly, I think heard that tooled its team better than Best Virginia. Honestly, tooled the team better, and I think you're seeing the benefits here. Now, tomorrow we're going to have that game 2 o'clock between Heard That and Sideline Cancer. Sideline Cancer getting the victory over Challenge ALS Florida 60-51. to So we'll have that, and that's coming up tomorrow, 2 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Texter coming in. First up, Texter says, Love that Huggins was there to watch the team he wanted nothing to do with beat his old players. Maybe he was... Yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. I got to edit these things on the fly sometimes. He he did, as the textures say, ruined a great rivalry for the state. I thought it was a great game, and of course, you know, John Flowers was out there. And TBT posted that it wasn't a rivalry. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna have that line. It's not a rivalry, but yet everybody was into it. So tell me how that wasn't a rivalry if everyone was into it, both West Virginia and Marshall fans. Explain that away to me. It wasn't a rivalry. I mean, you had you had the Mountaineer mascot there. Tell me it's not a rivalry. It's not important. It's a fun game. Best Virginia heard that. These two teams like each other, gracious in victory, gracious in defeat. They get along, and... I think that Best Virginia, very gracious, very classy in defeat. And I think heard that, very gracious and classy in victory. And it has been on you know, the other side before where heard that's had to been the gracious loser and Best Virginia has been the gracious winner. So I like the game. If this is the closest we're going to get, that's fine with me. I like the game. But I do like how heard that has retooled because – Sure, school pride is there. You you want to represent your school. This is an alumni team, right? You want to represent your school. I get that. But at the same time, you can tool a little bit because we're talking about playing for a million dollars here. So you want to put the very best team you possibly can and make a run. And I think her that is poised to make a run as the next opponent is sideline cancer. And again, we've got that for you Saturday, 2 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to turn our attention a little bit to high school football when we continue. I want to bring on to the program a good friend of mine, Dickie Martin. He's been calling Ashland Tomcat games probably since before a lot of you were born. And we'll talk to him when we continue later on. Luke Creasy 
from HD Media. He's going to check in with us, get us caught up in everything that uh, he's got working on right now for HD Media and, of course, his time in New Orleans for Sunbelt Media Days. We'll catch up with him. All that's coming up, plus your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Friday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to welcome back to the program. It's been a few years since we've had him on. He is the longtime voice of the Ashland Tomcats, and it was just announced that new partnership has been formed between Ashland and Kindred Communications. And coming up here in a few short weeks will be your exclusive home of Tomcats football and basketball on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And joining me now to tell me more about the Tomcats and let's talk about the partnership is Dickie Martin. You know, the good thing is, Dickie, I get to talk to you every week now during high school season because, well, I mean, that was a highlight of my years, uh, years gone by. <laughs> so it, it, I feel like it's all fallen back into place finally here. You're back with me. Yeah, that's a good thing. And first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm, it's a pleasure to be on your show and so forth and so on. Looking very excited and uh, and really looking forward to, to uh, being with Kindred Communications back on the old AM 1340 WCMI and uh, Catch Sports Radio. So it's going to be fun. And and uh, I've had a good time. At, of course, I started out WCMI AM 1340 way back in the early 70s, and I did my first play-by-play broadcast on uh, WCMI in 1976. Thank you very much. Okay, so I was born before you began. Okay, at least let's, let's just say that. I was alive. <laughs> barely. When you did, yeah, barely. Just by a few years. And, of course, you know, WCMI, we, we call it Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340 because, of course, we've got the translator there now so people can listen to it either on 1340 or on the FM side, 93.3. So, you know, back then it was just... And, Paul, it's also important to tell everyone that we're on the Internet because I had, in the years of my broadcasting, of course, and the Internet just came into play, you know, a few years ago. But I get calls from all over the... Literally all over the world uh, with people listening, uh, whether they be military, man-based in in wherever, uh, you know. But uh, they literally are on vacation in France, you know. I, I, I get calls all the time. I'm listening to you, Dickie. I'm in blah, 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 and I say fine. That's a big thing. We've got uh, we got everybody oh, covered. Yeah, yeah I, let me tell everyone first and foremost, if they're not familiar with cat sports, we've got a website, catsports933.com, so people can go right. there, and we'll start posting games on podcasting that's still a thing so we'll put that stuff up there if they want to maybe go back and listen to it we have a internet stream listen live link there on the website so if you just want to pull your computer up you can listen to it there Uh, we've also got links on our website where you can download our streaming app for either your android or your iphone so whatever you've got we've got a, a streaming app for you and we've we've got an alexa skill you can at times just tell your Alexa to play Cat Sports 93.3 once you enable the Alexa, skill. Alexa, play Cat Sports 
and she should do it. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't have a I don't have Alexa, but my my son and my grandson do because they're obviously a lot more uh, uh, technically inclined than I am. But I'll I'll try that when I'm over at their house this weekend. I'll, okay. I'll uh, I'll give that a shot. By golly. Yeah. Tell them to go to a website if they need to go and enable the skill. So the yeah, it's there's a link right there, and people can listen to it on their Echo, their Alexa device, and they can stream it with the app on their phone, on the computer. So we've got everybody covered that wants to okay, listen to this. That's what's, very, that's what's most important of all. So anybody can listen anywhere. But that's you're, right. you're back on pretty much where it started for you. Exactly. How's it feel? To, to and maybe come well, I'll tell you what. Let's even go back further than that, Paul. Okay. You can go back to 1952 when my dad started out at WCMI AM 1340 broadcasting the Tomcat game. 1952. So it means a lot then that you're back where well, it all started. It means uh, it means about everything. You know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. And uh, I, uh, my dad started out in 1952 and broadcast the Tomcats right up until he let me take over by myself. Now, the first few years, he and I did the broadcast together back in the mid to late 70s. And... Um, we had a fellow on the air with us, Pete Juan. We called him Pete James. He was on the air with us. But anyway, uh, and then he let me take over in the late 70s by myself. It was time for my dad to hang the microphone up, so to speak. And and uh, I was I was a play-by-play man, and Dad was my color man, believe it or not, even though he was a lot better and still is to this day doing play-by-play. But uh, I had to learn somehow, so that's how I learned. And with the help of my mom and dad, that's that's what it was, and it's great to be back. And to answer your question, yes, it's it's good to be back to where it all started, and and uh, I pray that that's where it will end one day. We hope it's a long and fruitful partnership as well. Well, I do too. It, it, it feels I hope, good. I'm a hope. I'm I'm hoping I'm around to see all that. You know, I, the good Lord's been uh, been very good to me. I've been very blessed to be able to broadcast the Tomcats who I obviously dearly love um and uh, so that's what we do we're going to continue to do it by golly what makes ashland so special there are communities across the country where high school depending where you're at in the country either it's it's okay hey great yeah the high school's uh doing its thing or it's yeah. a community like ashland where everybody knows everyone and ashland's not yeah. a small community by any stretch of the imagination it's it's a nice sized community, but it still has yep. that feel where everybody it's a community. The high school is important to the community. Right. And it still feels like a big deal to be on the radio. Exactly. Uh most of our most of that the people in Ashland have grown up and lived here all their lives. But the ones that come in from out of town, we uh we embrace them. We uh we we love their company and we show them the love of Ashland not only of our wonderful city and great community we have, but the love for the Tomcats, you know. We have been, uh, and I say this on the broadcast all, all the time, the Tomcats are the Super Bowl of everyone we play. You can win one game all year, but if you beat the Tomcats, by golly, you've done it, you know. And I've seen it happen for years and years and years, and uh, we'll get the best game, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, or tiddlywinks. We always get the opponent's 
best team. And that's fine. That's what we expect. Uh, so we have got to be ready to play. And, and the people that come to the games, listen to the games, uh, have, you know, our alumni, they played for the Tomcats, may even played against the Tomcats. Uh, but now they're Tomcats. <laughs> and there's just something special about going to Putnam Stadium on a Friday evening. Uh, it's a community it's a community gathering. People come, and they couldn't tell me who, you know, people could would come, and, and after the game, they'll say, who won? They, they're, they're there to enjoy the atmosphere, to people watch, to see the cheerleaders, the band, whatever the case may be. Uh, they, you know, so most pay attention to the game, but there are some that just sit there and want to enjoy the atmosphere, and it's a, it's a great atmosphere. It honest to God is, and there's not... In my opinion, you can't find another atmosphere like playing a football game at Putnam Stadium on a Friday night. That's just, you know, there's just nothing like it. Nothing like it. Dickie Martin's with us. He's the longtime voice of the Ashland Tomcats and new partnership announced between Kendrick Communications and the Ashland Tomcats. We will be the radio home for Ashland Tomcats football, basketball, and, and anything else Dickie can propose will be carried out. <laughs> there you go. On Cat Sports we're gonna do. We're going to do a few girls' basketball games. We've, we've done some over the last few years. Don't do them all. Uh but because uh, I, I ain't up to it, I'll be quite honest with you. I just don't have that. I can't go four, five, six nights a week. But we do. Uh, last year we did twelve or fifteen games because they, you know, the girls had a great run in the in the tournament and so forth. And uh, so yeah, we're going to do some girls basketball games, and they're fun to watch, and they're very exciting, and they're very good, which is uh, nice cherry on top. So that's good. And that doesn't happen for a lot of high schools. Uh, they don't have a, right. a radio station right. that maybe is interested enough to want to carry some of the girls' games as well. And so exactly, I think what makes our partnership, and of course, you know, I'm biased. I work here. So I've worked here for many years. <laughs> there you go. So I'm biased about this. But sure. what makes, I think, this company perfect to partner with the Tomcats is we're locally owned. If I ever right. have a problem or question, I can go down the hall and talk to the right. guy who has a has a bank note that he's trying to pay off every month because he's you know exactly. he, he's the oh, he's the local owner. And there you go. You know it's it's local, it's community based, and we even named the station ahead of time. We knew eventually we would get you we right. Knew it was coming, yeah. right? Yeah, Cat Sports. <laughs> we knew it was coming, so we renamed the well, station yeah. Cat Sports. Of course. And, of course, and I'm glad it's there. Yeah, and I'm with you. I'm glad it's it's local. I've been with another station for many years, and uh, you know it's always well. I got to call corporate. I got to do this. Well, corporate, as you said, it's right down the hall. You know, I can call you, Mike, Bill, whoever, and say, hey, you know, guess what? This would be a good event. We need to do this. And we and hope we that, yeah, and we hope that's what's, what's going to happen here because uh, again, you know, we want to make sure that we are building, and it, it will take time, obviously, but we're going to build WCMI thirteen forty uh, back into, and I mean, it's Ashland's radio station, but we're going to really make sure that it's Ashland's radio station. You know, with the Tomcats, right. we've got UK, we carry those games as well. We carry the Cincinnati Bengals. Basically, if it's a cat, we carry it. And all our favorite teams in Kentucky seem to have cat themes. So if it's a cat, we carry it. Yeah. 
There you go. And there's, of course, there's only one tomcat. There might be wildcats and whatever, but uh, the best of my knowledge, the only tomcats in the state of Kentucky are is Ashland. So there you go. Dickie Martin's with us, the longtime <laughs> voice of the Ashland Tomcats. And, of course, uh, the good news for me is uh, definitely at least uh, once a week on Friday nights, I, I get to talk to Dickie. And uh, we've got a game coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, it's going to be yeah, three weeks from tonight. We play football, believe it or not. Yeah, it's going to be Ashland taking on Raceland. Uh, I hear right. that's a rivalry. I hear that's a thing. It is. It's become a real nice rivalry, and they whipped our butts last year, to be honest with you. And uh, we struggled at the first of the year. We were one and three. We were young, very inexperienced. But Chad Tackett and his staff did a marvelous job saying, guys, let's stay with the program, stay with what we're going to do. We're going to be okay. And by golly, we were okay. We won uh, eight straight and went all the way to the state semifinals. And, you know, uh, we don't have any excuses this year. we got to start out hot and stay hot. There's no inexperience. There's no youth. Everybody, you know, is experienced. They're a year older, so we have no excuses. we got to start out hot and stay hot and go on down to Commonwealth Stadium December and play for all the marbles. Dickie Martin with us, longtime voice of the Ashland Tomcats, and the season's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So we got to get everything in order, ready to go, and we'll do that, of course, on our sister station. That's Cat Sports 93.3. And 1340, but the good news is, Dickie, if you're on one station, you're on them all. So There you, you know, go. Yeah, you know, we are, you know, we are now partnered with the Tomcats, so that means we're all Tomcat fans all across our Kindred radio station. So uh, it, I'm excited. I really am because, I am um, too. yeah, this is, um, this is special for me because, again, you know, my uh, personally, I want to see that radio station become Ashland Sports Station, Kentucky Sports Station, what we branded. And, you know, this is going to go a long way to make sure that, you know, Ashland really feels like it has a local station and not just a station the Tomcats are on, but a, a local station right. for Ashland and in the area. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you all the way. And that's 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 what we need. And and it'll be locally done. And and it's not, you know, you'll see our you'll see. Obviously, you'll see me, but you'll see the other local personalities and because we're not in Buffalo, New York, you know, we're right here in Huntington and Ashland and Ironton and whatever the case may be. We're right here. We're not hard to find. So if we screw up, you can find us. <laughs> there you exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. If we mess up, we, you know where to find us and we can fix it real quick. You got that right. Dickie Martin with us, the longtime voice of the Ashland Tomcats I'll be talking to you here in a couple of weeks. You know, we got to get back into rhythm. You know, you you would do the crew report. You remember that years ago? Oh, yes, yes, remember you, that well. Yeah, you got to show these other guys how to do it. I, they don't no, know. I, well, I'm not. You know, I'm. I ain't that good. Okay. No, Give let me right, tell you. Yeah. You got to show these. You know, I I can't get this collection of, of of announcers to do it the way you and I used to. We're gonna show oh, them okay. up, buddy. We're gonna show them up and show them All how right, it's really we, done. We can do that. We can do that. Let's There's make, no problem with that. Yeah, we'll make that happen. Good talking to you, Dickie. We'll do it again real soon. Paul, it's a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to uh, doing this quite often. And it's good to be home. Thank you to Kindred Communications and and Mike and yourself and Bill and, and all the guys and Reeves and all the guys. It's, it's, a, it's a match made in heaven, in my opinion, because this is where my dad started. 
this is where I will continue and hopefully end my career someday. And it's, um, it's, I'm really, really, really excited. It's going to be a, a great fun, uh, year of football and basketball and, the Tomcats are going to be pretty good in both of them, so you can count on that. Excellent. Dickie Martin, longtime voice of the Ashland Tomcats, back home. Thanks, brother. We'll do it soon. Okay, thank you, Paul. Been a pleasure, my friend. Dickie Martin, games coming up this fall in a couple of weeks on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. When we continue, my friend and the beat writer for HC Media covering the Thundering Herd, Luke Creasy, when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with our Friday edition. I want to welcome back to the program now. Good friend and the top guy covering Marshall Athletics for the Herald-Dispatch, Luke Creasy. Can I build you up any more? Did I miss anything? Uh, I think you're good. Top guy? I think I think top that, guy. That was, a, that was a lovely introduction. Top guy works. I mean, it says everything you need to know. So you were like the only Marshall guy at Sunbelt Media Days representing the media. So it was you carrying the, the banner for all herd fandom. Yep. Yep. And uh, I, I am sad to report that I did not have um, a cowboy hat like, like one Owen Porter did um, down there. For a guy who uh, seems like he's soft-spoken, he really brought attention to himself, didn't he? <laughs> well, I, I, I think maybe he was hoping more people would pay attention to the hat than what he had to say. Um, and it, it did draw some attention to itself. Overall, how would you um, how would you walk away from this event? Uh, how do you feel walking away from this, talking to coaches? And I know you got a lot of coming up, so uh, you can't give away all your secrets right now. But you know, walking yeah, away from I, this, how do you feel? I think just as a whole, the, the conference does a good job of um, of bringing you know teams and even the media together uh, for something like this. You know, media days are fun for a lot of reasons. Um, you get some face time with with some guys that maybe you wouldn't normally. Um, that's you know specifically when you're talking about student athletes from other programs. Uh, you know, every team um, in the Sun Belt brought uh, their head coach. And then two student athletes, and in most cases, that was one offensive and one defensive, um, for uh, you know for the opportunity to meet with media. And then, of, of course, um, you know how, how it works with with media circles. A lot of times, you can establish friends with within those circles, and uh, so it was good to reconnect with some of those guys as well as um, you know, kind of the kickoff to uh, to football season. You know, summer's winding down; everybody's going to start camp next week. And, uh, you know, there's just a general feeling, and I know the commissioner specifically feels this way, that um, after after what the conference did last year in their first year as a 14-team league, um, you know, only stands to build on that for, for what's to come this year. Um, you know, I think when you look at weeks one through three of last year when you had, um, you know, some, some group of five teams from the Sun Belt that – that uh, get wins at Power Five schools. Um, you know, uh, Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech in Week One, um, and then you know, App State hosts College Game Day in Week Three, and that just created a huge um, amount of exposure for the league as a whole. And 
And they're really uh, kind of banking on those three weeks um, and hopefully not catching lightning in a bottle. Um, you know, they'd like to see more of that. And so, uh, you know, uh, overall, I think the league's in a good spot. Um, you know, there's certainly uh, a group of 14 head coaches that, that like coaching in this league. And, um, you know, it, it, uh, it, it sets up well for, uh, for fans in 2023. I know expansion was brought up a couple of days ago when the commissioner opened up media day and uh, he addressed that. And then Colorado happened. I wonder how he's, I wonder how he's, uh, how he's uh, thinking this one through now. Yeah. I, I think it's just a matter of, you know, how the dominoes fall and in what direction they fall. Um, the, the great thing about the Sunbelt conference right now, um, one, it's got, you know, an even 14 teams that allows for divisions, um, seven in each division. You can have six non or six conference games within your division and have two crossover games. So scheduling wise, fourteen teams set that perfectly. Um, now, if you add to that, I don't think you want to add just one team. Even the Big Twelve has come out and said now that they've added Colorado, they'd like to add one more. Um, even numbers work well um, in college football, and so I think you know if you did look at adding more. Uh, to the Sun Belt, you, you're looking at not one, but maybe two teams, and you want it to fit in the existing geographic footprint. And I think there are a few um, teams that, that come to mind when you think of that. Um, the two that I've seen fans uh, kind of uh, divert to most often are Memphis and East Carolina. Um, but, you know, the thing is, do – you know, take ECU, for example, do they want to take um, a step back, you know, if, from the American, um, you know, so I, I, there's a lot of questions when you talk about realignment because the American athletic conference, um, you know, when people talk about premier group of five conferences, that's right in the discussion with the Sun Belt. So do you make a lateral move? Is it a step back? I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I think, and the commissioner agrees, that uh, the setup they've got right now is perfect. 14 teams, you've got, um, you know, 10 geographic, uh, well, 10 states um, that, that make up that geographic footprint. The furthest uh, west, of course, being St. Marcus, Texas, which is the only um, school from the Lone Star State in the Sun Belt. So I, I think they've got a pretty good setup right now. And, um, you know, they, they're relatively new to being a 14-team league. I mean, they're just getting used to this thing. Um, and how how it looks to be a league of this size, and um, so I, 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 unless something huge happens, um, I don't see anything happening for, you know, this year or next year. Uh, maybe in 2025 you start having that discussion. Um, after you know some of the teams from the Mountain West Conference, um, you know, might be able to move and avoid some exit fees. Then I. It, it, it college football realignment, I think, is something we're going to visit as a topic every single year. Um, but, you know, and I think the Sun Belt is always going to be in those discussions, uh, at least from a media and fan perspective, because um, because it is a good conference. Um, and I think uh, when you look at uh, that potential, um, there's there's always potential for growth. But I, I don't think the, the Sun Belt is going to move too quick on anything because, uh, what they've got right now works, and they don't want to do anything to mess that up. And elevation by consistency is a strong possibility, as it's going to basically 
in my mind, be the Big Ten and SEC. That's your that's your top two, back and forth top two. And then might be, honestly, in this order, Big 12, ACC, that could fluctuate. And then that five spot, and it's, it's not going to be a new power five. It's going to be four really powerful conferences and everyone else. I mean, you could see the American and the Sun Belt just battling back and forth to be maybe that number five spot, just and and yeah, prestige yeah. and money and everything. Because yeah, you might not have to worry about it. You you might just elevate yourself there to the point where you're consistent and yeah, you're in a good spot. Yeah, I think the Pac-12 is really going to struggle. Um, you know, and, and I think I even saw something about Florida State being willing to move from the ACC, and if that happens, you know, it it creates a whole other layer of this thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, conference realignment and transfer portal are just uh, two things we're going to have to talk about every single year from here on out. Lou Creasy is with us from HD Media. He covers the Thundering Herd. He was most recently covering Sunbelt Media Day. And while you were at Sunbelt Media Day, I was talking to – Phil Steele, because you mentioned the transfer portal, and it was funny. He was um, he was happy that the transfer portal date got you know, pushed back to a certain day so he could get it all in his magazine. Uh, hey, yeah. th- that magazine is uh, a fantastic resource, so I'm I'm happy that worked out too. Yeah, he was talking about that. And of course, you know, he was telling me about his his plus service, which. Uh, makes him an expert on any school, you know, at any time, you know, when he does a radio interview. But the transfer yeah. portal has really shooken up everything to the point now where, yeah, I don't know how you do your job because you have to be more aware <laughs> on a daily basis of, like, stuff like that. You know, that's that's in your purview. So you have to be on top of that. Yeah. And it probably feels like sometimes that you don't have a moment off. Yeah, I, especially when there weren't the um, the windows that there are um, now. Um, I, I think the windows definitely help. Of course, that doesn't apply to everybody um, because, you know, as a grad transfer, you can go um, into that portal at any time. But um, it definitely has changed the, just the the layout of you know what um, what works from for different teams from year to year. Um, you know, when you look at Marshall's roster specifically. There are 40 new players on uh, this year's team versus last year's. And last year, there were 48 new players. Um, and so, you know, it, it's it's one of those things, you know, Huff told me, um, you know, it, it's almost like entering year one with the team every single season uh, because you have so many players that, that haven't been on your team before. Maybe that you've had relationships with in the past, be it recruiting or, or playing against, but uh, – you know, it's created just a different dynamic. Um, you know, I think when you talk to, to people from Coastal Carolina, um, you know, Tim Beck told me, he goes, the biggest recruit we had this offseason was our own quarterback. <laughs> um, and that being Grayson McCall, um, who uh, entered the portal after last year, just not because he necessarily wanted to leave Coastal Carolina, but because he had to enter the portal to be able to explore other options. Um, you know, with Jamie Chadwell leaving and, you know, their defensive coordinators now, um, you know, elsewhere in the conference and the offensive coordinators gone. And um, so, you know, there was a whole bunch of change and, you know, that gives players some flexibility, but, uh, you know, they are truly, they as in coaches are having to recruit 
you know, their teams back um, year after year. And so, you know, it's not exactly free agency. Um, and obviously you can't make trades um, in college football, but you're starting to see, you know, I think there are three or four former Marshall guys playing elsewhere in the Sun Belt this year. Um, Shadid Ahmed, Dan Foster um, are out of Texas State. Emmanuel Bush is at James Madison. EJ Jackson went to App State. Um, and then, you know, Marshall brought in a transfer from App State uh, as a linebacker. So uh, there's there's all kinds of, um, you know, just like, you know, when we talk about realignment, there's levels to it. There's levels to the portal as well. Um, and so it, it does uh, sometimes make things difficult to keep track of. And, um, you know, maybe it's a good thing they don't mass produce college football jerseys because they'd be outdated uh, much quicker. Uh, than even NFL jerseys are sometimes. So, um, but uh, you know, I, I think it, it's it's good for these student athletes to have options. Um, you know, we talk about exposure, and um, you know, I, I I don't have as big of a problem with the transfer portal as a lot of different people do. You know, everybody's got their opinion on it, but um, you know, I, I think it like any coach will tell you, and I don't know how many times Huff has said this in press conferences. You know, the, the portals here whether you like it or not. And so you're just going to have to figure out how to navigate it. And, um, you know, I think uh, it, it makes things fun. You know, 25 of the 40 that uh, new players that Marshall has are from the transfer portal. And then five are JUCO and, and 10 are high school freshmen. So, um, well, freshmen out of high school. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it creates a different dynamic. But, but, but I think it's one that, uh, you know, coaches and players and, and media people are like are learning to navigate all together. Luke Creasy's with us, HD Media. So at Sunbelt Media Days, what did you learn? You know, what came out of Media Days that maybe you didn't know? Like, for example, everybody's going to go undefeated, right? That's that's probably the uh, the thing you heard 14 times. You know, everybody's going to go undefeated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, I think one of the stories, uh, and it published a couple of days ago, um, one of the stories that I really had a lot of fun with was was looking at coaches and their um, you know connection to either West Virginia as a state, um, Huntington or Marshall, um, and I think you'd be surprised at uh, how connected um, you know and how many stories people have about the herd, um, whether that was you know playing against them um, as a player, um, then the guys like G.J. Kenny. Um, who played for Tulsa in 2011 and absolutely torched Doc Holliday's herd, um, threw for like 302 and four touchdowns, something like that, like that, and was bit and didn't even play the fourth quarter. And um, you know, guys like Butch Jones and Terry Bowden, who at one point in their careers interviewed to be the head coach at Marshall. Um, you know, so I, I learned a lot about uh, just you know Marshall historically and some of the connections that exist exist there. And I also learned that uh, Sean Clark, who uh, we all um, know as App State's head coach and, of course, uh, grew up in Charleston, um, I know his tutor's order now. So, um, yeah, it, you, you learn a lot, but really just a great time of, of getting to know some of these um, coaches and some of the players. And, um, you know, some of those conversations are ones that uh, I'll hang on to and use throughout the season. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in general, um, you know, just a really good time of, of getting to know some of these guys, and, um, you know, guys that uh, the herd's going to run into sooner or later. So what is Sean Clark's tutor's order? There's a peppy with an egg added to it. Um, 
yeah, I, I you know, I my my wife is a big Peppy fan, um, but uh, doesn't like eggs, so I don't know that I'll ever be able to uh, convince her to try that one. I'm not a Peppy guy; uh, I'm more of a Mary B. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he asked me to bring one down to Boone when um, when Marshall goes down there later this year. I don't know if I'll be able to pull that off or not. It might be. Uh, a little cold by the time I got it there. I mean, if you you got like a, a an insulated bag, maybe you might be able to pull it off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, drop it off to the SID. Say, hey, this is this is for coach. Okay, so your wife's a Peppy, and you said you were a. I'm more of a Mary B. Mary B. Okay, I need to yeah. I need to remember that. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought Sean Clark would be a Mountaineer. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I really did. I thought he was going to be a Mountaineer. I, I mean, that that would make the most sense, right? Right. Um, we just need to get Charles Huff to, to be a thundering herd uh, biscuit guy. And then, you know, maybe the next time they come up here, they can have breakfast or something. I'll take them. You know why? Because um, I'm not going to lie. I am a thundering herd. That's my that's my tutor's order. There you go. And there you go. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I got two thundering herds the other day. One for breakfast, one for lunch. I respect it. And the only reason why I got two was because uh, a Huntington High booster said, I have a discount card, Paul. Um, would you help me out? And I'm friends with her. So $10 later, I have this booster card for the Huntington High football team. Yeah. Free herd with purchase of a herd and medium drink. And it works. Well, it just makes too much sense. Right. So if you ever want to get a breakfast, let me know. I uh, – Okay. We're good. I, good. I can take care. And they said I can mix and match, uh, at least at my tutors, because they. I walked in, and they're like, "Hey, um, you never come in." <laughs> <laughs> it was true, true story. I walked in, and they're looking at me like, "Okay, did, did we do something wrong? What's wrong here? <laughs> You're in the store. <laughs> yeah, we only see you from the car. So no, I'm uh, I'm excited to know that. Uh, Luke Creasy is with us. Going to be taking him to breakfast soon. I I've now committed myself to here. Um, <laughs> so uh, are you heading up the Wheeling, or are they are they giving coverage to you now? I've heard that now that Best Virginia is out of the TBT. Is that fall on you? No, no. Jared McDonald's handling that for us. Um, I flew back in from, from New Orleans and, and landed in Huntington about an hour before they played that game yesterday. So, um, Jared McDonald, uh, who is our WVU beat writer, um, he's up there continuing that coverage. Um, and then um, also Taylor Kennedy, who's, uh, you know, people might know uh, from Metro News. He spent the last few years there. Um, he's actually with HD Media now. Um, writing for the uh, Gazette Mail, so I think he's uh, having some continued coverage of, of TBT. Heard that, and uh, you know, I, I'm going to enjoy that one from a distance. And uh, you know, because uh, we're going to blink, and the weekend's going to be over, and then uh, Marshall football is going to be in fall camp. So, um, and that just creates uh, a whole other, uh, whole other uh, week of well, months of work. Um, so. We're going to enjoy that from afar and uh, rest up and get ready for football season. Yeah, I have to do load management in a weird way. Next week I'm here, and then after that, load management, then uh, back at it. So, uh, yeah, August is here, man. Football season. I'm looking forward to it. I get to see you in the um, press box, and I get to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we know it's work at the end of the day, but it's fun because of the people, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Give your wife my best. 
give um, give your father-in-law my best. Give your mother-in-law my best. Just give your entire family my best. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I'll give them pulse ones left. Yeah, please, yeah. please do that. Lou Creasy's with me, the uh, the longtime beat writer of the Herald Dispatch. That's going to be uh, in a few years. That's going to be your title, longtime beat writer. Long time. Long I time. mean, how many years do I have to work? until I'm considered long time. Um, in this day and age, I think two more. Okay. Okay. I think you we'll got do it. For it. I got I think you got it. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. More coming up. It's the drive, ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. This is the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank right now our our two guests today, Luke Creasy, you just heard, the beat writer for the Herald-Dispatch, and good friend of mine, Dickie Martin, who is the longtime voice of the Ashland Tomcats. If you weren't with us earlier, Kendry Communications, our parent company, announcing a new partnership with Ashland High School, Tomcats games are going to be broadcast on our sister station where they used to be on WCMI. It's now known as Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So WCMI AM and the translator forming Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you next week. Final week of me for a little bit. Then I got load management. I just I got I have to do load management because I'm going to lose these days if I don't use them. So I got to do load management. Then we'll be all ready to go and set for football season. As Coach Huff said, talking season's over. We got camp coming up. Looking forward to it. Have a great night. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.